Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Alcina Lloyd, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's HWD features a sponsored Fannie Mae episode hosted by Housing Wire's managing editor of Content Solutions, Melissa Smith. In today's interview, Smith is joined by Steve Holden, Vice President of Single Family Analytics at Fannie Mae, to discuss what lenders can do to help more renters become homeowners. Well, thank you for listening, and here's today's episode. Hi, Housing Wire listeners. My name is Melissa Smith, and I'm Managing Editor of Content Solutions here at Housing Wire. Today, I'm joined by Steve Holden, Fannie Mae's Vice President of Single Family Analytics. In this sponsored episode of Housing Wire Daily, we'll be focusing on what lenders can do to help more renters become homeowners. Steve, it's so nice to have you here today. Thanks for joining us on Housing Wire Daily. Great. Thanks, and it's great to be here. Before we dive into today's topic, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm an economist by training. I joined Fannie Mae back in 1999 after a brief stint with the federal government where I worked on the consumer price index, which I would note was not as exciting a topic back then as it is today. At Fannie Mae, I've held a variety of analytics leadership roles. I currently lead the single family analytics team. We're responsible for all models and analysis in support of our $3.7 trillion single-family mortgage business. That's great. And jumping right in, Fannie Mae recently updated its automated underwriting system. The goal is to make it easier for potential home buyers to use their rent payment history as part of the mortgage application process. Can you tell us a little bit more about this update? Yeah, that's right. On the weekend of September the 18th, we updated desktop underwriter to enable lenders to consider rental payments when evaluating borrowers for mortgage credit. And we can do this by reviewing 12 months of a borrower's bank statements from the account that they have been using to pay their rent. If we can identify 12 months of rent payments, DU will give the borrower credit for making those payments in the mortgage underwriting process. And so for first-time homebuyers who do not receive an approved eligible recommendation from desktop underwriter, we will issue a message if 12 months of rental payment history might make the difference. And just to give you a sense of the numbers, in a recent sample of mortgage applicants who had not owned a home in the past three years and did not receive a favorable recommendation through desktop underwriter, 17% could have received approved eligible if their rental payment history had been considered. So we think this change is gonna allow more aspiring first-time home buyers to responsibly qualify for a mortgage including those with a more limited credit history. So why did Fannie Mae make this change? So the easiest way to explain this is probably with an example. So suppose that you're looking to move and you're planning to purchase a new home. If you already are a homeowner, then in your mortgage application, you would get credit for having made all those mortgage payments on your existing home because those payments can be found on your credit report. However, if you are a renter, it is unlikely that those payments have been reported. Your history of making on-time rental payments will likely not be considered in your loan application. And there's research from the Urban Institute that has shown that in many cases, rental payments and mortgage payments are similar in size, 
And of course, both payments are for the same thing, shelter. So it stands to reason that successful rental payments, just like mortgage payments, should be highly relevant for a mortgage credit decision. Now, we've known about this for a long time at Fannie Mae. In fact, it was a project I worked on all those years ago when I first joined the company. But the solution hasn't been easy. And the traditional thinking has been to get this data into a consumer's credit report. But that requires a lot of cooperation. Landlords need to report timely rental payments to the credit bureaus. The bureaus themselves need to store this data in a consistent, standardized fashion. And credit scores need to be adjusted to consume this information. And while recently some progress has been made, today we still see fewer than 5% of our first-time homebuyer applicants with rental history on their credit reports. And so about 18 months ago, we decided to have another crack at this problem, trying a different approach. And we asked ourselves the question, could we use a borrower's bank statement with their permission to find and verify rental payments? And with a little ingenuity, the answer was yes. Using data from bank statements and applying some advanced analytic methods, we can now comb through this data, find rental payments, and give borrowers the credit that they deserve. And you touched on it in that last answer, but what does this mean for potential home buyers? Yeah, sure. For the first time, people applying for mortgages who have paid rent consistently for at least the last 12 months can have that payment history considered by an automated underwriting system. And this can help them qualify even if those positive payments do not appear in their credit report. This is a positive-only change. Missed or late payments identified in the asset report will not be counted against the borrower. But to be eligible, a borrower must be a first-time homebuyer purchasing a principal residence. They need to have a credit score of at least 620. They have to have been renting for at least 12 months and have rent payments of $300 or more per month. And finally, they need to have bank accounts that have that document the most recent 12 months of recurring rent payments. It's important to emphasize here that aside from a borrower needing to opt in to grant access to the data, there's really no further action required on their part. It should be a seamless exercise from the borrower's perspective. We want people who are ready to start the home buying process and can benefit from positive rental payments to have the option as soon as possible. And while this change may not immediately help every renter seeking to own a home, it is an important step to increasing home ownership opportunities for eligible borrowers with limited credit history. This enhancement, along with others that are planned for desktop underwriter, will expand access to mortgages for qualified borrowers, and it will promote sustainable home ownership. That's great to hear. So what do lenders need to know about this new feature? Yeah, you know, we can uh, try to make this process as easy as possible, and there are resources available. Uh, the complete guidelines are available in our online selling guide. Uh, but we also have information to help lenders get started at our website, fannimae.com slash positive rent payments. In terms of the process itself, as mentioned, the assessment specifically uses an applicant's bank account transactions for evidence of consistent rent payments. Uh, in terms of DU, what's going on? Uh, DU can identify rent payments made by check or electronically through uh, the property management company's online portal or other digital payment solutions like a Venmo or PayPal or Zelle. These rent payments must appear in the payment history of the borrower's bank account provided on the asset report. If a borrower pays rent to a roommate or a family member, 
DE will still look for evidence of those consistent rent payments. And even if they split rent payments over the month, the asset report will identify regular debits that add up to the total monthly rental amount. As a final point, I would just note that this is really a partnership between Fannie Mae and the lender community. For this effort to succeed, we're encouraging lenders to embrace this change. How can lenders participate? Yeah, that's a great question. To get started, lenders must establish a relationship with one of Fannie Mae's authorized asset report vendors if they aren't already set up with one. It's these vendors who can provide access to 12 months of transactions from the borrower bank statements via an asset report. The setup is a one-time step. Once a lender opts in, all loans submitted by that lender will use the service in the same way. Since positive rental payment data in DU relies on data from a borrower's bank statements, the borrower must give both the lender and the asset report vendor permission to access this data. Also, anything less than 12 months of data won't work. Next, a lender must enter the amount of monthly rent paid by the borrower so that DU can match this amount to the borrower's financial records. The lender completes the application and submits the loan to DU with the asset report reference ID. Once a match is made electronically, the lender can check the DU findings report to confirm rent payment history was included in the assessment. How does this update help responsibly remove the longstanding barriers to mortgage credit? Yeah, Fannie Mae, we're a mission-driven company. And in our single-family business, we're focused on sustainable and equitable access to home ownership. Consumer credit data plays an extremely important role in qualifying for a mortgage today. But access to credit, as we all know, is not an equal opportunity endeavor. In fact, Black and Hispanic adults are more likely to have a limited credit history. And in instances of limited credit, consideration of successful rental payments can be the difference in qualifying for a loan. So this is a modest, but it's an important step towards leveling the playing field. We are going to keep looking for ways to innovate the mortgage process to drive equitable access without compromising our sustainable lending practices. And Steve, as we wrap this up, do you have anything else to add? I'll just say that, uh, look, we're at the beginning of our journey to ensure that more of a borrower's payment history in general is considered for mortgage qualification, and that must include monthly rent. For lenders, we think it's a step worth taking, both as a business opportunity, but also as a chance to responsibly make the dream of home ownership a reality for more people. With the help of lenders and others in the mortgage system, including credit reporting bureaus, we look forward to a day when anyone can get credit for being a responsible renter when they want to take their first step towards becoming a homeowner. Those are all great points, and it's been great to learn more about what lenders can do to help more renters become homeowners. And with that, I'd like to say thank you to you, Steve, for joining us today on Housing Wire Daily and sharing your insights. Listeners, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing Housing Wire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Elsina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. I hope you have a great afternoon. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the hottest stories crossing our news desk daily. The podcast is now available wherever you like to listen. 
Make sure to tune in tomorrow.